Yeah, let's jump straight into it, I suppose. How have you been uh, keeping up with everything in this strange time? Um, it's kind of, it hit me weird when it started because I was already on a one year kind of break. I was taking this weird sabbatical kind of year because I was very burnt out by 10 years of endless touring. And so the whole thing that happened to people, this kind of self-isolation, whether it is imposed or your own choice, and this whole thing that you have a lot of time of self-reflection and this whole that you start, you know, all this, I'm going to study guitar, or I'm going to finally learn how to bake bread, or, you know, it's already things that I passed in the beginning of my year off. And by the time the, the, the Corona lockdown started to happen, I was already climbing mm-hmm. walls and ready to go back to work. So, so it was a bit weird. Um, but there was some satisfaction in the fact that maybe satisfaction is a bad word, but um, I was happy to know that, that, like the world is is using this opportunity to self reflect mm. both socially but but especially independently psychologically personally um and it was really interesting for me to talk to many of my friends uh, that finally you know didn't go to the office in the morning and didn't do the whole the whole routine and they could just really sit down and 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 truly introspect about who they are and what they really want and what their life choices are all these things that i was going through for a whole year rolling into my 40th year you know my midlife crisis and it's quite so so it was kind of just another reflection of something that i was already going through and i was very interested in the fact that everything that I wrote down in the process and created my album uh, about was now suddenly this political thing, this social mm-hmm. thing. And it, it was my personal journey, but now it somehow had like a, 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 a deeper resonance or, or a wider resonance. Um, and that's why I decided also the minute the lockdowns happened and the whole you know, Italians singing in their balconies to each other because they can't reach each other. So I decided to bring, bring out, um, Earth Odyssey, which was not supposed to be a single, but it kind of was that it was like, a a hymn, uh, to the, to the lack of power that one Mm -hmm. has in the world, the, the, the powerlessness and the futility, um, and the smallness of, of all of us. Uh, and I just felt that, that it kind of like there's a global reflection of what I was going through anyway. And what I find interesting about kind of, like you said, you, you, you already were kind of uh, taking some time off. You were secluding yourself. Was there a specific, uh, you mentioned 10 years of touring, was there a specific reason you needed or a a specific event that led to you taking that break or was it just some gradual thing of of, uh, being overworked or or exhausted in a way? I think it was, as always, there's more than one reason. I think it was the accumulation of, of everything together, but it was also a specific, it was also the last breakup 
my my last album before this before anagnosis is called study and falling and it was about a period that i was trying out a polyamoric relationship uh, as opposed to my monogamous long-term relationships that kept on doing the same kind of cycles of birth and death and and i was very tired of it and and i always use relationships in my albums as as a stepping stone into something deeper and into myself uh, but this relationship was, it was even more obvious because the multiplicity of partners did not create a multiplicity of anything else. It, it really was, it was just showing the same routines of, of, of love and hope and then the break of the, the, the loss of love and hope or how much we, we need to love another just in order so we can regurgitate that love upon ourselves and somehow see ourselves and feel that we are seen and held and, and appreciated. Um, and, and feeling that, that this is the only chance that we have to get out of our own mind brains and into the world, you know? Um, but, but so I was going through this weird relationship that I, I wouldn't call it weird to me. It's normal, but this uh, different relationship that um, that kind of had a lot, a lot, a lot of drama in it because the obvious reasons. Uh, and when that ended, it ended with, with the same amount of drama that was uh, kind of going through the, the entirety of it. It ended with that drama. And, and when that finished, I was really... I was in the middle of the tour of study and falling and I was already tired. And also there were technical things that made that specific tour harder. And, uh, and it just kind of everything like, like a thread coming out of the, of the sweater, just, it just untangled and unraveled and it fell apart until I really just woke up in the mornings and just didn't know why I would decide to ever do this again. Uh, just the being away from, any social circle that can hold me, friends, family, um, any idea of home and anchorage. Um, well, what was, answer, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but what answer did you find to that question? Which question is that? Why, 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 why in the hell do I do this? There is, there is a previous, uh, some albums back, there's an album that my least known album is called uh, Through the Gale. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, a, uh, it's a story about this kind of almost Ahab character, this captain of the sea that mm-hmm. goes to search for immortality and on the way he dies, obviously. Uh, but, but there is a part that he talks to his sailors and he's trying to round them up and tell them we, we we're going out and and all the only thing the answer is you know uh, he answer he asks them why do we row why do we keep on going and they say sailors are we and sailing we know you know like Fair that's enough. what we do you know there's no real answer <laughs> to why we do decide to get up in the morning we we make reasons because that's all we know how to do and it's the best that we can strive for and and i don't mean to sound depressive about mm. it because i'm certainly not I, I really i love the shit out of life but i love those aspects of life i love how pathetic we are to to 
even though our consciousness lets us know that we do not matter, we still find reasons why we do. I think that's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I kept on going. I kept on going because that's the only thing I knew how to do. And I had the sense of professionalism to finish the tour and to give my fans what they need. And they didn't need to feel anything of what I was feeling. Um, and so I finished the tour. Uh, um, but then I really just, for a long time, I, I, for the first year, in my maybe less a bit less than a year i really didn't think i'll go back to to mm -hmm. touring at least i don't know if recording is it but but specifically touring i love performing but i hate the road i hate those 22 hours that you're doing everything to get to the show and and to uh just before the show so so yeah so there's no real answer but the answer is there's no answer so just get the fuck up and and do your like i don't know you find little things you, and, and that's what I, and, and I think maybe that's that year off. That's what it taught me to to see the nuances mm -hmm. and the, I know how cliche and, 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 and like self-help, self-help <laughs> book it sounds, but really like the, the quiet led me and the, and the lack of drama in my life all of a sudden without that relationship, without the, the stage um, just helped me realize the the insane myriad of the spectrum of of little details that you can find uh, uh interest in or, or comfort in so is, is this then and maybe i'm completely wrong here but is this in a way where the album title uh, comes from and kind of that idea of of uh, delving into your psyche to reach your your uh, your true identity, so to say, to kind of unmask yes. yourself? Yes, it's exactly that. But what's what was interesting and, and how I use the name almost, I don't really use it ironically because I do mm. feel there's a, there's, I found something. Okay. But there is an irony in the fact or, or a mystery in the fact that the more I dive deep, and, and I do dive deep right. with all my, my, my work, but I felt that this time I had the time, the luxury of time and, and quiet to 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 take time to, to, to unravel those, those layers a bit more. What I found is that there was this nebulous form or lack of form. Mm -hmm. Um, that was me. It was, there was a multitude of characters there. They were ever changing and mutating. And, and it, it was almost like seeing the reality of the cosmos. It was almost like seeing, uh, the the statistical nature of quantum physics instead of thinking oh this is just matter you know and and so there was this eureka moment that I went through a long time of of trying to write songs about this about that nebulous amorphous existence and I kept on failing or at least in my opinion and I hated the songs that I wrote. And I kept on blaming my lack of talent upon it. Like I'm not talented enough. I'm not uh, in tune enough. I'm not whatever. And then there was this moment that I realized that it's not me that's the problem. It's the inherent lack of structure. Mm -hmm. It's the, the chaotic nature of existence of being can never be squeezed into a stencil of a structure, which is art. And so any attempt is already lying anyway. 
So art is always a lie. It's a, you're deceiving the lack of form with some form just in order to present it to some to, to yourself or to others. And so once that eureka moment kind of took place, it was way easier to just accept it and just let go and not tr- and and realize that no matter how good I am, like if I was you know Dylan multi- Dylan squared, I would still fall very short of being able to translate that. So once I let go of that, it was interesting to to try anyway. You know, uh, it's, it, it's, it feels like. Um a, good, a healthy way of thinking about kind of the profession that you have and the, the art that you make it without driving yourself insane in a way, without kind of having the pressure or the threshold so high that you, um, at least in, in this approach, you have a, a sense of that, that you are allowed to try in a way. Yeah, but it, it also goes into something deeper and it's what we talked about a bit before. It's that like the there is every artist and I think every human, but, but artists are more in tune to that. There is these two uh, dimensions or two faces that you have, which is one is the feeling of omnipotence that you can do anything. And you have to have some of that in order to, to feel that you are good enough to present whatever it is you do, that you have some kind of, you deserve something. And I say that very, uh, unbelievably. But the other side is, of course, uh, with the omnipotence comes the impotence, the, the feeling that nothing you do matters, you're lying to everybody, you're the worst thing that happened to the world, everything would be better if you just disappeared. You know, these any these two things constantly have a conflict, and, and, and I think that's what makes art interesting, mm. or artists inter- interesting. And I feel that there is a, it, it goes in a bigger sense because what I found out about myself and about art, I think it's, it's just a true human nature of that. This malady of existence of not existence, but of conscious existence mm-hmm. to understand ourselves immediately understands everything that is not the self. You know, I watch these videos there's a youtube channel called journey into the microcosmos and it just uh, it's just like amoebas and bacteria under the microscope and somebody explaining about them and there's such a beauty to these one-celled organisms that you can really see what life is it's the that little wall that mind brain uh, created of i don't know fatty fatty acids (laughs) or something um but but that separation between the self and everything else is what creates the self. And there's a beautiful realization that that's all we are. And we are um, jailed in this body and in this uh, mind. And all we try to do is either let things in or let things out, but you have to open that mind brain. You have to open the gates and, and it's just a calculation of how much you're willing to open all the time. Mm-hmm. knowing that it's always never really opening. You're already already always just translating an idea of the other into yourself. Anyway, so all this, what I'm trying to say is that um, we all understand our unimportance, our meaninglessness, our finitude, the fact that we will mm-hmm. be and then we will end. And even if we create something great, 
that will end sometime as well. And even if we create children and their children and their children, sometimes all of this will end and the sun will die out and the universe will come to a cold stop. You know, like nothing really matters. But at when you reach that understanding, even as frightening as it is, as, as, as unbearable as it is, there's so much freedom to that mm, because if sure. nothing matters, then everything matters. And every single thing you choose to do is just as legitimate. And, and when I reach that and the understanding that that's all we are as humans, creating sublimations of those fears, of those, like either trying to hide that fear or trying to overcome that fear, but everything that we created from the Notre Dame to these little songs to, I don't know, to any ideology or, or gods or whatever. These are just, you know, structures of sand, castles of sand that we create in the storm, knowing that entropy will win. But it's the best that we can do. And, and so, yeah, it does give a, a freedom to say, okay, I'm never going to find myself. Now I'm going to start trying. And the trying is the interesting part. So did that open up then for you uh, new avenues, mu both musically and personally, to explore? Because there's there's some hip hop influence on the on the album. There's there's certain elements that uh, were were you experimenting more because of this this kind of realization think, you had? I think it might have been vice versa. I think okay. I went down to the studio every day and I said, "I'm going to write a song because I feel things." And I would take the guitar and I would do the same kind of finger picking that I know how to do. And the muscle memory would lead to the same chords. And, and I just kind of, I knew that that's not what I wanted to do um, because I was feeling different and there's no way that I'm the, the same song is now I'm writing the same song for a different feeling that didn't make mm. sense to me. So I knew there was something wrong with it. And so I really actively, Are you with me? I hear a bit cut. Yeah, and I'm trying to see because the the image turned dark all of a sudden, but I, I think it's all right. Okay. Um, yeah, it's all right. So, so I was really actively trying to find new ways to to ignite creativity, um, mm. and and so I threw away. I, I had to, you know, the, that thing about the the hero has to kill his father or his mother, you know. <laughs> So I, I really stopped listening to Dylan and I stopped listening to okay. Cohen and I stopped listening to Nina Simone and I stopped listening to all these things that I've, you know, I've, I've listened to every single note of theirs for the last uh, 10 years. And I was really trying to see what can I use as, as inspirations to, to lead me into new rabbit holes. And I listened to things like David Bowie just died. So I, I, mm -hmm started listening to his whole discography, which I really didn't know. I knew Perfect. David Bowie like everybody does, but I didn't know like in depth. And people were talking to me about modern pop, you know, like contemporary pop, like Billie Eilish or Kenya West. And I don't like it and I still don't like it, but I listened to it mm. and I stole ideas. I was like, oh my fucking God, how, what mm. she does with the vocal production and what is that weird effect that she has on her voice? And Does she do it with a octaver or is she just stacking voices? And it just, I started thinking about, huh, maybe I can do those things or, um, and, and I listened, I was a kid growing up in the nineties, like a teenager in the nineties and I was the grunge scene, you know, it was like, yeah. so I didn't really listen to the, the golden age of, of hip hop music. So I was like, hmm, maybe that's interesting. And I listened to a lot of Fuji's and the Roots and, and, and other stuff. But 
Um, so yeah, so so there was really a lot of conscious um, search for new for new gods in my in my pantheon, and 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 when I started putting on like I would I I started fucking around with like uh, with hip hop beats, and then mm. I would only go to the piano instead of going to the guitar because I don't know how to play the piano. Maybe I will write differently, and. And that change led me to be able to go through the change that I needed to do uh, textually and stuff like that. I don't think that if I stayed with uh, writing another folk guitar song, I'm not sure I could have reached those depths. So what was one of the first songs or one of the first couple of songs that kind of arose out of this whole process and that kind of maybe functioned as a blueprint for 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 the songs that will come next were there a couple key songs the first songs that came out were still um saturated with the with the anger that i had for that broken relationship so and i didn't think they would make the album because i really didn't want to present that mm. like not another relationship song stuff give us a break you know um so there was like 900 days and lost horse were were kind kind of those songs that were still a bit about the relationship, but in Last Horse you can see that already with the choruses I'm trying to take it to a more mm-hmm. general place, um, something about entropy, and and then I think the moments that I realized I'm creating a different album were the moments that Anagnosis itself happened, the song Anagnosis and a song like No Words, songs that even textually are very different than what I usually do. They are more amorphous. There's even the rhyming doesn't like suddenly the mm. rhyming is not the most important thing in the world. And the structure is weird. And, and I'm jumping places, create like I, I'm going stream of consciousness with, with my thoughts. And, and they're kind of almost more hallucinatory, amorphous songs, uh, a bit influenced by or very influenced by like Tom York stuff. And, um so i think that was the moment when i realized oh i'm really i'm i'm doing something different and i really want to continue this path and then the whole idea of this mosaic of different characters inside me to present a bigger picture of who i am happened and the choices to make it also generically different so it's a mixture of very different genres of music but um, using my voice to represent all the human voices and using it very differently, not only between the songs, but sometimes even in the song. Well, that's, that's what I found. For instance, a good example of that, I think, is Earth Odyssey, where you do have almost, I wrote down, you almost have a dialogue with yourself with, yeah, with, with two different voices. So um, how have you, because you always have had a, a very melodic approach to, I think, your vocals. And but, but have you, did you do something differently in terms of uh, vocal lines and, and making words fit on what you wanted to? I really wanted to play a lot. It's really interesting that I'm so happy that that you noticed. But like, I really wanted to write vocal melodies differently this time. Okay. And so there's and and the idea of answering the contrapuntal. The, the, so there's the melody, but then there is an, a counter melody and the, there's answers and questions. And I like that thematically because it was what I was feeling. There's mm. just so many voices. And I like that because it took me to new realms of, 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 um, 
of writing. And again, David Bowie does that. I don't know, Queen sure. does that. Uh, um, uh, classical music does that, obviously. But um, so yeah, I, I really was interested in that, and I and I still feel I, I fell very short of my wishes. I still want to experiment with that a lot more. And it's really interesting to me what I will finally do when I finally get on the stage, how I can play with that every day to add something new of what I'm feeling. So I'm really not done exploring that at all. Because, well, one thing, because I wrote down a lot of lines as, uh, as well, and then having those vocal melodies, but making not only words that, that you can connect to and then that you have an emotional, that have an emotional meaning to you, but also to make them fit the, the, the vocal melodies and, and uh, fit the song in a way. Like how, how was that process? Because for instance, certain, um, let's see, let's take in different skies. There, there's uh, a lot of uh, talk about psychology. You talk about Jung, you talk about Freud, uh, but you also make, those elements fit melodically within kind of that song. So is, is that a tricky thing to do then? I think that was like uh, my main inspiration, like is, is, is rap music. I mean, okay. like how the fuck do they fit all that mm. text so beautifully in it? And I still like, there's still a lot to do because, you know, the, the beauty of, of, of especially how rap evolved is how you create uh, a scale and a rhyming world that doesn't really, when you read the lyrics, it doesn't sound like it's going to rhyme, but somehow like the, the, the emphasis kind of makes it work. So I, I tried a bit of that. I'm, I'm still very far away from it, but, but like, just, I love, you know, rhyming I and G like a, a word that ends with ing mm. uh, to and, you know, like things that sound and and you know like the first like i hear that a lot in dylan he plays a lot with weird rhymes and just accents the word the, the words differently um so yeah it was really it was really just like uh, i don't know how it's just what i wanted to do i really wanted to play with different styles of of of, of writing text and I had a lot to say. I really had, it really felt like there is like a, an ocean bubbling that just needs uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, lyrical space. And since I wasn't going for folk songs that can have, you know, a hundred verses, um, these kind of more rap verses seemed to be like the, the most logical way. Oh, that makes sense. So if we go into, we, we can, Either I can pick a song or you can pick. Is there one song that sticks out for you? Uh, in, because you just uh, uh, said that I had a lot to say. Is there one song uh, that you can pick up uh, that you kind of, I, I needed to say this, I needed to express this? Then we can maybe delve into that song. I mean, each and every one of them, I can think of, I don't know. I, first of all, I have to say that we have like one minute because I have an interview right Fair enough, this. fair enough. Um, but a song like uh, Rock of Lazarus. Okay. Uh, there's three voices in the, like, I couldn't even just, there's one explaining why my heart has reached the point where it's now just a rock, you know, like it's dead, it's a powder by now. Then there are the angelic voices of the chorus that kind right. of wake it up and come back to life. And it's a, oh, the clouds part and everything is beautiful. But then the result of it, I really wanted to show like, there's no happy ends. Like even, 
when you get resurrected, when Lazarus is back and Jesus Christ woke him up, does he really, is he really Lazarus before he died or is he Lazarus after he died? Does he, does the, the, the stain of death stay with him? And my idea was that, and then there's the third part of these kind of zombie hearts, kind of, uh, I, I almost saw them as this visual kind of thriller moment, you know, okay. that they're just coming back to life and they, maybe they don't want to, they are scarred there. They, they felt the pain of death. They felt the hurt and the betrayal and, and now they are just dragged back into this life and uh, kind of like those sailors from the start. That's what we know. You know, that's what we do. Why? Like, you know, because that's it, that's life. And, and so like, I really felt that it wasn't enough just to have one story in each mm. uh, song. There's sometimes, as you say, in earth odyssey, there's my own, it, and obviously it's all, all these characters are me. It's all these voices contradicting or supporting or elevating each other. Hmm. And then uh, I just want to end because it, it, it's fitting because uh, of what you just said. But uh, there's a line in um, in darkness that uh, I taught myself the lies that will get me through the day. So that's kind of uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we find that's ways good. to get through. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Asaf, thank you very much for your time. I hope thank you, you have a great day. And uh, Thank you very much.